Alright, boxing fans, what it do, what it do, what it do. We in the building. And man, I'ma break down this inner way into Paula's fight. But before I do, y'all know the drill. I am the real Lil. I give you my take and then I bait. But before I give you my take, I need all y'all to like and subscribe to the channel. Because man, it's going down, man. We got more boxing content coming your way. And we are on the way to 1,000 subscribers. We are halfway there. So I need y'all to like and subscribe to this channel so we could accelerate that process of getting close to 1,000 followers on YouTube, you know. And um, make sure y'all like the video as we spread the word because it's going down. So you heard, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you something, man. That in a way, dude, is a special cat, bro. That dude is a special cat, man. In all seriousness, this dude is a special individual. And um, I don't know about y'all. But I like greatness, okay? And greatness was once again on full display in this fight. I mean, anyway, he defeated Tapalis, becomes a two-weight undisputed world champion, becoming the second man to do that in the four-belt era to win the undisputed crown in two divisions, with Terrence Crawford being the first to do so, okay? So salute to those two brothers right there, pound for pound number one and number two. Now, as far as this fight and my breakdown of the fight. This fight was a chess match and it was really the battle of the foot position real estate. In a way was able to win that battle, thus being able to stay in range, landing accurate and timely shots. Round four, I thought Tapalis did a good job of working the body until in a way caught him with a big left hand followed by a barrage of punches that sent Tapalis to the canvas in the final seconds of the round four. But um, I got to give credit where credit is due. To Palace's second half adjustments is the reason why this fight lasted so long from the time he got knocked down in the fourth round till the time he was knocked out of the fight, which was in round 10 when the fight was stopped. And one of those adjustments that Tapalis made was lowering his right hand in the high guard so he wasn't blinded by the shots that anyway was getting do in around the high guard because when you're blocking your vision because your high guard is up you know anyway was able to get across and get you know in between you know the high guard and around the high guard and um anyway truth be told was able to break Tapala's high guard all throughout the fight all throughout the night including the right hand that split through the guard and um Tapala's he did land some snappy jabs from the southpaw stance he landed some solid counter shots. He even incorporated the shoulder world to his game, in which anyway still landed an accurate shot. You know, I believe it was round nine. I could be wrong. It was one of those rounds. And that's really a testament to how accurate anyway is as a puncher. It's not only about the power. It's not only about the speed. It's about the accuracy and his footwork. Because your feet, when your feet are set, that's where your true power comes from, from the legs. And look, anyway, it's great. And he looked great. You know, he looked decent in this fight. You know what I'm saying? He, he did look decent and look good in this fight for all intents and purposes. We know that, or we should know that we should give credit to, to Pellis who fought like a champion, who he was a champion entering the fight and he fought like one. He was able to walk through Inouye's shots for the majority of the fight. And I think that Inouye should take his time and stay at this weight to grow into the weight because you have to assume 
that if he continues to keep jumping up in weight classes, disaster may come. You know, I think he's great. He proves that time and time again when he enters the boxing ring. But I think he needs to roam around 122 for a bit and grow into the weight, you know, because he's knocking cats out left and right. But imagine him growing into the weight. You know, he's going to be even more destructive if he can just grow into the weight. You know, there's a lot of talk about him fighting the number one contender, Luis Pintera. Look, Luis ain't no joke. He's a KO artist of his own right. And that should be a fun fight. Listen, in a way to me, it's the fight of the year. And we're closing on this segment right now. I think in a way, it's the fight of the year. You know, Terrence Crawford is great. I'm pretty sure he's going to win the award. I'm pretty sure his um, work against Errol Spence is going to generate a lot of you know, um, publicity to get the award. And I think that's what's going to happen. But he only fought one time this year. Anyway, fought two times this year and dominated both of the guys he fought. For the most part, this fight was a closer fight than the Stephen Fulton fight. But one could argue that um, going into that, you know, massive, you know, two mega fights, you know, um, that happened in the same week. In a way, Fulton, Terrence Crawford, Edward Spence, I actually thought that Stephen Fulton and in a way, was actually going to be a much tougher and closer fight in general. And anyway, just went in there and destroyed Stephen Fulton. Don't get me wrong. Topalis made adjustments in this fight. But Stephen Fulton, the more technically savvy fighter, did not make one adjustment, you know, in his fight against Inouye. He was just, it was done. Like, he just got packed up out of there. He got dominated in that fight. So we do have to give credit where credit is due in, in those retrospects. Now, we all know that Terrence Crawford dominated Errol Spence. He made him look silly. He made him look one-dimensional. Probably is one-dimensional and all that. But he exposed that because he wasn't, you know, a weight bully when he fought, you know, Terrence Crawford. That's another topic. But at the end of the day, he only fought one time. You know, one person that you could throw in there, too, is David Benavides. You know, with having dominating performances performances against Demetrius Andrade and Caleb Plant. And to be honest with you, I think David Benavides is number two, if you ask me. You know, I go anyway number one. I go David Benavides a close two. Like, it's really, really close. And then I go three. I go um, Terrence Crawford. But you do have to realize, too, that um, in the David Benavides argument, for anybody arguing for David Benavides, I'm a big David Benavides guy. You know, he did you know, overpower smaller guys. You know, Plant is a naturally smaller guy than David Benavidez. You know, um, same thing with Andre, clearly. You know, when you look in the ring and you saw, you know, this guy, you know, David Benavidez looking like a bear in the ring, you know, um, he dominated smaller guys. Anyway, he's moving up, you know, and he's dominating bigger guys. You know, he's moving up rapidly. So I would definitely slightly give the edge to Inouye in having those type of conversations about fight of the year. Um, it's a nice fight to close out the year. And anyway, he's great, man. We have to respect greatness. I know a lot of people is probably not going to give him the fight of the year because they don't watch the bantamweight division and the lower divisions that's not as prestigious as the upper divisions. But hey, you got to respect individual greatness because individual greatness is individual greatness, okay? With all due respect. And we got to put some respect on Inway's name tonight, all right? And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm out. Peace out.